fun of it because you know it's a satire everything i do seems to be satire and being up at this hour is satire as well uh you know but i was uh, alerted um in the spirit you know all hands on deck all you know all uh i know i know i know i have to be condescending i'm sorry it's it's just uh it's one of my ways of you know i'll just admit this uh, openly it's one of my ways of um coping you know with uh um you know the insanity that is the stupidity you know that grow that outgrows as insanity and um you know i think my my prediction of the rise of the psychiatrists and mental hospitals i actually think that uh that's going to be a thing because that seems to go along with the ufo crazes because they uh then you find out that all these mental hospitals are run by the CIA and, you know, they're just like mind control experiments. And, uh, you know, like they would practice implanting chips or doing this or doing that or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, so, you know, a bit of housekeeping. Um, no, I don't expect people like in California to be up at this hour. Of course not. Or, you know, maybe, maybe the East coast to be about, uh, I think it'd be two twenty-two, four thirty in the morning on the East Coast. But no, I mean, I just was wide awake at midnight, and um, whenever that happens like that, that's like all hands on deck. I have to say a word, and I just, you know, I, I absolutely um, uh, have to rally the troops here because you've been so disserved and so um, maligned with radiation. And, uh, you know, it's radiation that runs the uh, the weather wars and radiation that 
you know, is in the airwaves. And radiation, if you have 5G, I happen to be fortunate enough to live outside the 5G uh, area and even outside the LTE area. I mean, I do have Wi-Fi here, which is, is, is bad, but the radiation carries signals, you know, can carry information and carry, you know, messages and carry hypnotic messages. So I'm noticing that the entire population is hypnotized now. So we have to say something. I can't just let it go, right? If all these people are going to wind up dead. So you've been warned. You know, consider yourself warned. I told a guy yesterday, I said, look, you've got to go down to the store. It it doesn't going to cost you a lot to get some, you know, rice and beans and stuff and just have it on hand because, you know, it's going to get to that point. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know how to, how to, you know, that's why I'm here at this hour of the morning to tell you that. Um, and oh God, the nurses, the, they're beating me to it on my, 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 uh, my book. I had to uh, go dark with the book because there's, um, some, uh, I've just got, you know, tipped, there's a, you know, predatory situation going on there and, uh. That's been ameliorated. I'm sorry. I'd love to be able to do a, a novel live, but that would, you know, for me to be able to do that, to be an artist and do a novel live and then have an actual audience and, you know, have a, you know, semi-normal life, which I've been denied my entire life. Uh, to do that, uh, we would need, you know, I, I don't know, a, a different population. You know, we need a different situation. I mean, I, I don't know. It would have to be a different world. You know, because I have, um, uh, I have, um, you know, I'd love to keep going, you know, and in a normal world where there's normal civility, uh, that would be fine. But in this particular, this dumb fuck world, um, with all the, uh, you know, to quote, uh, you know, famous rock band with all the dumbfounded dipshits running around. Uh, you can't, there's, you can't just be a person. So, you know, that's, uh, you got to withdraw. And, you know, the film world, same thing. Independent film world, same thing. Same, same thing. The people running around in circles, you know, and it's, uh, they don't know what to do. And it's, I, I, the thing not to do, okay, is distancing yourself from me. That right there will get you struck, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm concerned about my career. I better not be around Zeph because he's a God guy. Okay, that right there will get your head lopped off, bitch. That's a good way to get killed. Not just me, but anybody in, in my position or our position. Nah, I'm just being honest, you know. It's all being tallied up, you know. How many times you reject God? How many times you reject Christ? How many times you reject the truth? Over and over. And how do you expect to be an artist at all? You know, that's the other thing. You know, we, we produce, you know, um, art in our, you know, entertainments that we put out there. And uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But unfortunately, for in order to to have it be accepted just like you know this is similar to society was rejected in the united states but accepted wildly in the uk and why is that 
because the people in the UK understood because they have a higher intelligence level. And the people here don't understand because they have a lower. And the other thing that's offensive are things like uh, the character having an epiphany, you know, inspired by the Bible, having like a God moment within the within the story, say, of Girl Next. And then that ruins it because it's supposed to be, you know, it's like, it's like why? Or having a transgender that's just going along with her life, his, her life, whatever, and, you know, just being a person and, and being a character in a story, which is the what it's supposed to be. Rather than, you know, stop the presses. Here, here's the mentality of, you know, uh, our fellow American, you know, uh, shitlandia. Here's our, here's our fellow citizens, you know. It's like, it's like, oh, a transgender. Oh, let's stop everything and, and really, you know, analyze that. And let's wind up on the side of PC. So if you have something like, well, you're, you're a transphobe. And then, you know, and then, and then you say back, well, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Okay, and, and you start getting into an argument. Let's say two characters are arguing like that. Uh, that would be just rejected. In fact, I, I want to tell you guys that the novelization of Girl Next, and this is why I really stand by this movie. You know, one, I haven't seen anything that's challenged me like that. But what's a bigger challenge is the book. I know nobody wants to see the book, but the, the well, they do in Italy because that's where it's published. So the, the Italians get it, you know, but and that's typical. You know, I should just move. Really, I should just move overseas and just shut everything off and not talk to anybody again. Just to, just create my art and forget it. You know, because I, I mean, what do you have to do? I saw this uh, film last night on a recommendation. You know, they they clone Tyrone. Uh, you know, um, I'm sorry, but I can't. It just it just seems fabricated. It, you know, I, I sense you know a fabrication. I, I don't sense natural, a natural uh, flow. I, can't we just have something that's? I'll give you one, uh, Mr. D. Okay, I, I'm I'm sorry. I tried. You know, and I, I I lost interest. I'm sorry. But here's one for you. Uh, Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs. Uh, what was that, 1967? Starring Dustin Hoffman. Okay? I just feel that that would really speak to you. In fact, that's probably be a fantasy of yours if you take go, go camping in that bus. And then, you know, there's some bad guys out there. you got to defend yourselves. I mean, I think you could relate. You know, while you're playing guitar or whatever. Just, uh, and I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to call you out. And I'm not trying to put down your film that you recommended. I, I may try to watch it again later. Um, you know, nice, nice work. Nice acting and directing and all that. But I'm saying I just felt... I guess I felt like a lot of things are... I guess what I'm looking for, okay, is I'm looking for absorption. And so that draws me to... So I don't even think I want to watch movies right now. You know what I mean? Because they're not absorbing to me. So to, to absorb, I'm, I'm writing a, the, the novel. And I'm going as deep as I possibly can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record for depth. But 
because of legal issues and because of, you know, just dangers out there, I had to pull it from the web and I, I was, you know, tipped off about it and I, and I've done what I had to do. And that's, and now I'm not, uh, we had plenty of readers. We had, uh, 150 subscriptions that, that came up that were constantly reading. I was, you know, I, I was not unhappy at all with the, with the readership and the commentary and the fact that I feel like it was pulling a couple people like they're waiting for that next chapter. And let me just make a promise to you. I promise that, you know, it's probably going to be about 24, 25 chapters. I'm just kind of guessing I'm on, you know, going on nine now. Uh, but when it's done, you know, you'll get a chance to to read it all the way through because it's right about here. It starts popping the clutch up into the uh, higher gear. You know, this is where it starts getting violent. And this is, you know, we see lots of chimeras. We're seeing, you know, what he's seeing chimeras in like a different world. But we start learning that a lot of these like Frankenstein chimeras are real. You know, they're, they they clone, you know, like half, you know, a snake with a human face. You know, and then there's some things that are just nightmarish. Like, you know, the dream world, you know what I mean? Being, you know, having encounters in the dream world that are real. And then, you know, having to use that uh, to overcome being crippled to solve the crime, but then not only to solve it, but to do something about it. And that's where the, the moral dilemma is coming up at about chapter 10, I would think. Maybe even earlier, but I think it started, we start moving in on the moral dilemma of the main character, who happens to be named Zeph. And people that are not reading it are just missing out on... Uh, you're never going to get... It's very rare that you're going to get something that raw, that real... And it's because I was just through it through an experience, so I'm drawing a lot on that, and you know that's the that's the best way to get something down that uh, does not feel contrived, that does not feel um, you know crafted by someone else somewhere we don't see, that's just unfolding in a natural way, and that you feel like you're there. You're there. You're there. You're not thinking about uh, who the author is or anything else. You're you're in it, and it's and it's starting to like, you know, uh, affect you personally. And that's what I'm looking. At. That's that's what I call absorption. Like when I'm writing something, um, and I can get out of my head and out of my out of out of my whole situation and just be there. Then of course that's absorption and and are you then then you're going to have something good that you're creating, you know. And then you go back and edit and, you know, I'll probably have to edit out a few uh, names and and <laughs> I have to kind of bury a couple things so they don't like legally have a an issue, you know. So I, there's not a libel issue, even though it's fiction. I know, I know, people are are the way they are, but. Um, so that's the deal there, if you were wondering. And, um, you know, I, I was looking through the, the, the novelization of Girl Next, and you don't really even need the movie. I mean, the novel, I think, is actually every, every bit as good, you know, coming at it from a different perspective. And if you've seen the movie and then read the book, it's an added experience. You know what I mean? It doesn't repeat. You see things that are familiar that you saw on the screen, but then it... it 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 amplifies certain things and it answers certain questions, so it's it's a good companion. But it it's a standalone too. It's got uh, 
how many chapters? Twelve. And it's got pictures of the film. It's got credits in the back. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Published by Weird Book in in Rome. And uh, it's a it's not a long read because it parallels the uh, the film. So it should be just like a what about a two hour read, two and a half hour read. You know what I mean? Just it. You know, it's it's a uh, uh, you know a little book, but it's um. It, um, what I like about it is it's, uh, I'm not sure it's as wild as something like Glass Backwards, which also may be published in the same, same place and, and, but with a different trajectory. Uh, yeah, as soon as I leave the States, I have offers to publish. As soon as I leave the States, someone says, hello, Zeph. Oh, I acknowledge you're a human being. You're you're actually standing there. Wow, nice to meet you. How are you doing? Ah, how are you doing? I've I've been. I feel like I've been in an isolation chamber until I left this country. I mean, this um, uh, shitlandia. I mean, I don't know what to, what to make of it. But the nurses now. I mean, I I think my writing was prophetic and that the nurses are back dancing for, they're dancing again the dancing nurses that were dancing while they were killing people uh and you know getting such joy out of that probably you know drinking adrenochrome you know just sticking a you know they when they want blood they just go draw blood they just stick a, a spike in you whether you're asleep or not it doesn't matter they're just going to stick a spike in you and very disrespectfully get your blood and who knows what else they can inject into you Anyway, they're dancing again. Dancing days are here, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. They're dancing. They're dancing about uh, uh, the, uh, the global warming for all the uh, freaking idiots out there, all the fools, all the Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, you know, idiocracy, uh, stupido um, existence. Because at this point... It's not just ba ba ba. It goes a little bit beyond that, you know. I think it was Ted Nugent that said the guy who was interviewing him. He goes, "Well, are they stupid?" And he goes, "Yeah, you know that." And if you did not get the jab, consider yourself. Uh, you know what? You got all my respect. Right, right from the heart. Good respect. That that means you are an intelligent. Uh, functioning, thinking human being who cares about other people, who cares about humanity. That's you. And I thank you so much for that, for that discernment and, and having to really, you know, weather the ostracization for being, um, you know, for being, you know, the, being denied a, a seat at the Thanksgiving table or listening to that fool Sean Penn try to tell you that you should be in jail if you didn't get the jab because he's, you know, well, he's the epitome of the dumb actor that needs a script to, you know, sound intelligent. And um, it's amazing. It's completely amazing to me to watch this, uh, to watch these, the people unfold. I mean, I am doing the people watching. That's, I had a lot of people watching I could do in the uh, the hospital when I was there. And I, I just, I just have to write the entire system off. You know, I told one of the nurses, I said, hey, the system is broken here. You guys don't talk to each other. 
the specialty, you know, the heart guy doesn't talk to the to the urologist, doesn't talk to the lung guy, doesn't talk to the spleen guy. I mean, everybody's on their own ego trip, you know, not sharing information with each other, writing stupid notes in the chart. I mean, you know, just, you know, pedantic stuff. I mean, I can catch up to, I can surpass them in chemistry. I can surpass them in medicine. It, within, you know, a couple weeks of research, I'm already ahead of them. And that shouldn't be. They should be ahead of me. I'm not saying the doctors now, but I'm talking about the general staff, you know, what, what people learn in nursing. And then, you know, I was talking to somebody, I said, well, most of the nurses here, they're, they're mainly Asian, a lot of uh, Philippines, a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, that's mainly it. And then you get, you know, some of these older ones that are, that are um, Asian and they, you know, and they, they, they have, they they just demand that you do something, you know what I mean? You have to hop to it like they run things. And then you've got the uh, the racist in there, the black girls who like, you know, basically they're just like if you're a, a white male, um, you know, boomer type, someone like me that, you know, that happens to be a Christian on top of it, you know, maybe you're, because if you're pro-life at all in any way, shape or form, you know what I mean? You're already, you know, they're, they're all going to hate you. But then they're like not going to deal with you because, you know, the, 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 all the racism that's been pushed here, that people are supposed to be, you know, attack white males. And so I felt that a lot. Plus the ageism, they're all, all prejudiced against age. And I mean, the attitude they have is just, you know, let you die. I don't want to go on with it. I, I could go on, but that's, I'm saving it for my, my book, you know, because these people deserve uh, whatever's going to happen to them in the book. They're going to burn, man. They're going to burn in hell, and hell's going to be right here on earth. But, uh, and that'll be fun to write that. It, well, eventually it's going to be published, and then, of course, I've got to find out from the, our lawyers if, uh, if I've crossed a line anywhere. If there's a likeness that is too like somebody, you know, I have to change it. And, you know, right now, people could identify the hospital and, the, you know, some of the stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like... Why put it out there if you don't if you don't really you know what I mean? It's just like well we had eight chapters of live writing, and then um, you know and I wrote while I was sick. I started while I was sick. I don't think people really understand when I was in the hospital. I was terminal. I was gonna die. I was not in there with an infection that I had to get over. That was an ancillary part of what was wrong. I had congestive heart failure, okay? Just so people know, because everyone, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, no, they were asking me if I wanted to be resuscitated when I came out of the ER. So that's what I was facing, you know, that I didn't know any moment that I could, that I could die. And they seemed to be eager for me. I mean, I may be, maybe I'm paranoid, but it just seemed like they were excited when they're asking me whether they should resuscitate you know like like gosh we might have a dead patient here pretty soon cool and then trish saw uh a dead person being wheeled out of there right a, a dead guy this this gal's husband and she's wheeling out you know her dead husband not a good omen but that's what we were facing death and they were sure of it they were positive they were taking bets in the ER. 
So that's what I was, you know, facing, and I was getting, you know, really, really pissed off. But there was nothing I could do about it. I was in a very, you know, I couldn't walk and I couldn't move. I couldn't defend myself, and and you know, they were just having their way with me. And um, yeah, I'm angry. I'm really angry. I'm really angry. I'm really pissed off. But I don't want to waste the anger on them. Right? I want to use the anger to align with God and feel God's wrath. And he's really angry. He's ready to kill, uh, you know, at least four billion people right now. And um, he... Well, it's because people have turned, they, I don't know what they, you know, I can't, I can't explain it, but you know, how it would happen or why, why, you know, the better question is why are we here? People that will like, that have consciousness, like I'm a conscious being. I have my flaws and I say really radical things that sometimes I've got to soften because I'm being a little too. Uh, vitriolic, a little too human, a little too, uh, a little too, um, you know, I could sound arrogant and not being kind and, and all that. And I realize I've got that problem. It's because I'm, uh, you know, not to have an excuse because there is no excuse for, for the misuse of your tongue. But man, just to keep that lid on it, yeah, I think makes me sick. You know, it makes me stressed out. And um, I want to say one more thing about uh, Netflix. I, I, I find the whole thing aberrant. You know, all these little you know, Netflix original movies, I just find them to be disgusting. You know, they got enough money to make it look like a uh, studio film, if you know what I mean, and buy, buy some good actors. Right? When you have money, you can make everything look real slick. Right? You just buy it. Just buy your way in. <laughs> but don't expect me, when I can see what's going on, to not call it what it is. It's bullshit. It's stupid shit. That's what, you know what I mean? It's just mine. And I know what they're doing. They're just trying to keep people on the hook streaming. It's all about streaming and programming people. And like I said, you know, since streaming has come in, We've seen the IQ of people drop, uh, you know, there's like a race to the bottom between the sperm count and the IQ. It's, I'm not sure which one's going to win, but they're both, uh, they're both falling like, like uh, you know, lead balloons. I mean, they're coming down, right? And, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, so people say, well, we're going to win. Well, wait, wait, you've already lost uh, on a lot of levels. You only win with God. That's the only way you can win. It's not you that wins. It's God that wins by acknowledging God and giving, you know, giving yourself over and stop trying to win the battle yourself. You just got to, you know, yield, lose. So then you can win. You lose so you can win. Right? You stop fighting God. You just go, okay, Lord, I'm just going to go. You know, it doesn't matter if nobody understands. Nobody does understand 
uh, a child of God that's on the path of God. Nobody, not the family, sometimes not the wife, not the kids, not the friends. You, you know, friends drop away. Nobody understands. And that's true for every single person that is you know, following that path. Only God understands you because you're doing things that don't make sense to other people. And you're unpredictable. And that makes people uh, crazy. Even the most you know, godly people will start becoming like Job's friends, criticizing you. Because they don't know what you're doing. They don't get it. They don't, they don't see what you're trying to accomplish. Like one guy was telling me, what are you trying to accomplish with his F-report? And I said that uh, it just it's a station that God put me at. I'm going to do my best. And God doesn't want me to be, uh, you know, uh, put on airs or be like, you know, goody two-shoes or, you know, not be myself. He wants me to be myself, call him as I see him and try to, it's the best of my ability, say the truth. That's why I'm here. It doesn't matter if people, if no one listens or one person listens. It doesn't matter who listens and who doesn't. And, you know, they, but, uh, but yeah, but it's strange because, you know, they're very, very afraid of people. I sense that people are very afraid of me. I'm like, here I am, this frail old guy that just about kicked the bucket the other day. And, you know, well, it's a, like three weeks now, not not a long time ago. And, uh, you know, and, and it, you, know, you could kick my ass pretty easily. You know, why why be afraid? What are you afraid of? You know, and, uh, you know, I figured I've, I've had like a long traumatic discussions with people that just are adamant about conforming to society. They just want to be an invade, you know, uh, someone in invasion of the body snatchers, which is basically a metaphor of what you're seeing now, the enslavement of humanity through conformity and conformity to evil. Right. Which is what they want. That's compliance. Okay, so the guy just keeps going on and on. You know, you got to be a part of it. You, gotta, you can't do anything if you're not a part of it. You know, keep trying to justify attacking me, you know, for, for, for my position. And other people just walked away like, you know, um, you talk about exposing the pedophiles. You talk about exposing the human trafficking. You talk about exposing the, you know, the whole thing, the satanic cabal, the powerful people that, you know, had something to do with the building of the country, you know, the, 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 the power elite and all that stuff. You start exposing that, and you see that people just walk away. They say, well, you're talking like that. You're not going to ever get anywhere. You know? You just, uh, you, you know, no, no. You expect to get somewhere because God makes me expect to get somewhere because I'm getting somewhere with God. See, I'm already there. I've already arrived. You know, I'm already, you know, it, it's all good. Oh, no, I can be pissed off with, you know, my experience in the hospital and then, you know, compartmentalize that and then use, you know, funnel that into the uh, motivation for writing. And sure, I'm going to have to catch up on sleep. But today is a day where the alarm bells are ringing. And, um, you know, both Trish and I felt it that, you know, we had to uh, alert the uh, troops out there that uh, something is definitely up. And uh, the alien invasion that they're doing right now is just getting trying to get started. You know, it's kind of starting up in the midst of this Hunter thing and the, the, the bad economy and covering it up and going digital and all the things that are happening. You really see the, that there's not such an invisible hand anymore. You know, now let, let me explain about the aliens, you know. The, there's nothing um, new here. The best source you're going to have is the Bible, 
because you're going to go see in Genesis 6, and you're going to reread that, and you're going to see how they were making chimeras, abominations, Nephilim, all that stuff, hybrids. And these are all abominations, according to God, you know, because it's, it's anything that really violates the, the creation of God or the genetic code of God that God made is uh, an abomination. So what, uh, you know, so what, the, what they are seeking to do is enslave humanity in exchange for making people into abominations. So they're doing it with this coin. And they want people to line up for this digital world coin because they think they're going to get this universal basic income, which will be tied to your social credit score. And, um, you know, they're lining up all over the world to sign up for it, you know. And I could just imagine them taking the, you know, the mark of the beast, the microdot, you know, and then if we don't have to... I think the only reason they have a microdot, they don't need a microdot to actually enslave people because, you know, with the iris scanning and everything else, they don't need all that stuff. So it's, um, you know, they're just doing it to emulate the Bible because they believe the Bible. Bill Gates believes the Bible thoroughly because he's trying to follow it to the letter. (laughs) But Bill Gates is nothing new. You know, uh, millions of years before Gates, these people were around with their spaceships and everything else. God has high has technology, has multidimensional tech that's, you know, that basically these guys, um, you know, I think you'll find in the end that it's a very small, very small place, this universe. And you'll find that it's a very, very, you know, that, that most of all, all these things that they're going to call alien are coming right from the underground. Some of them are ancient, okay? Some of them, you know, they're talking about, I think on Alex Jones, I heard him talking about a breakaway civilization. Civilization's broken away 500,000 years ago. And before that, and then a lot of these beings from, from that period become like aliens visiting us, you know, but it's all the same thing. It's all basically run by Satan, the idea of doing slave humanity, to get everyone to sign up for this digital currency, and then, you know, have the alien invasion so you can tell people uh, that they're guilty of global warming, and if they don't straighten up, they're going to destroy the planet, you know, or, or a eugenics operation where they just start killing people that are over 50 or something, you know, to save, to save humanity, using the alien invasion as an excuse to continue their eugenics and their chimeras, which is, you know, basically I'm tuned into that. You know, they, they make smooth chimeras like, you know, um, the reptilians, you know, are chimeras, right? Because those beings, like I said, let's call them the fallen angels. Those beings, the fallen angels, can't have a standing in this dimension without having physicality. So they make these, you know, little you know, robots to jump into. Um, I had an encounter with one of these things, and it's a robot. It's a robot. It's a cyborg. And you can tell because behind the eyes, you'll always see those big black eyes, and you'll always see a light back there. And that light moves back and forth and back and forth. It's like a, a scanner. Okay? That's a robot. That's not a natural being that God created. God did not create that. Man created that. Whether it was this version of man now, these people that are in the know or in the underground bases or whatever they are, NASA, whatever, if it's this batch or a batch, you know, 40,000 years ago or a batch, you know what I mean, at various times when they were 
primitive you know, types of humans wandering around or whatever, there's always been this need to create um, these hybrids. And so, you know, when you see them, if they, you know, show up, well, they're real and they may not have come from this civilization, making it look like they're really utterly alien, but God didn't create them. They were created. And there's other people that then, you know, if they did break away, who, are, who would be, you know, visiting Earth with the idea that they're going to enslave everyone on Earth or kill everyone on Earth. And a lot of this goes back to God creating man. You know, when God created man, he, he wanted to replenish the earth, and he created women, men and women. And before we get into the whole Adam and Eve story, before we get into the uh, Adam's rib thing and all that, before that, he created, you know, in, in, you know, early in Genesis, he created men and women and told them to replenish the en- entire earth. Then the narrative changed. And we got into a whole different thing with the Garden of Eden and all that stuff, and then we, that all became confusing because before that, we're talking the earth. We're talking replenish. Before the earth was, you know, this version of it, there was darkness and water and flood, and then the waters had to subside. And God had to, to raise up continents, and God had to do this, and God had to do that. So, you know, the, this is all kind of a, a crude way of trying to write about what happened in Genesis, in creation. But it's obvious that there was something before that was destroyed. And now that, you know, it seems like whatever there was, if there was a human hominid humanoid form, a biped, then they were wiped out completely, totally. Because now man has to re Plenish. That word re is just so telling. I mean, that little re in there, that, 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 that screws up all the scholars and all the Bible experts. They, they choke on that. They say, well, that just means plenish. It doesn't mean really replenish. Well, is, is the word of God real or not? Is it replenish or is it plenish? What, what is it? Plenish or replenish? It says here in my Bible, replenish. Okay, if it says replenish, then we have to replenish the earth. The man was made in order... What was, what, what was the, the whole goal of man? Was to, you know, have sex and make babies. Right? That was the edict. Didn't sound too hard of a job. You know, everything else is provided. You know, food, trees, fruits, you know, fish, wildlife, whatever. Everything was provided. All man had to do was replenish. And you know what? You know, one of the ironies of the Bible that's, that's really kind of, you know, of this story, that's really because I'm a storyteller. So think, little things, I, I'm a detailed guy. Well, here's one detail for you. This is something I would scrutinize. Did they ever replenish the earth? Will somebody please answer me? The answer, of course, is No. God never got his replenished earth. The reason that he made men, men and women, and he made women before that uh, the story about how woman came to be as, as man's helper. Before all that, 
It was men and women. Didn't say one was more important than the other. Obviously, what women do is is uh, you know unsurpassed and 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 totally vital. What men do is vital too. But anyway, he meant men and women too. What do they? What do you want them to do? He wanted them to uh, you know marry, to have sex, to marry. To in those days, you know, you know, one man might have a few wives. <laughs> You know, and, and uh, you know, but, but all that was allowed because the whole, what was the purpose of it? To replenish, to make babies, lots of them. And um, then that all got interrupted. They go, well, there's 7 billion, 8 billion people here. I mean, that's too much. No, 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 no. That's what Bill Gates says is too much. That's what Klaus Schwab says is too much. That because they can't control that. They can't play God because they're stupid. It's stupid. When you turn against God, you're being stupid. You, the, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. You know, Romans 1. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Right? And when you say that, that means everything else, all, all science, science becomes useless, right? It becomes just, you know, hackneyed opinion. That's it. You know, and then and then you know, and that's where you get this hackable animal stuff and all that because there, you know, science is there are no science anymore. It's like they 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 reject God to become gods, and then they are the science. When whatever they say goes, and it, it doesn't matter how contradictory it is, it doesn't matter how nonsensical it is. But then the people go along, and what happens to them? Well, they lose their IQ. But what what's the other thing that happens? They quit making babies. Why is the abortion industry so important? Because God said replenish, so abortion becomes the most important damn thing there is. Because that's not what God wants. He wants the opposite. He wanted it replenished. And then so they just, they can't get enough of killing to stop God from replenishing the earth. If that's all you know about the Bible, you know the entire story. And everyone that went along with it has fallen and needs redemption or else there, there will be no connection to God again. That will be the end of it and uh, people will be adrift, you know, in hell, dead. Really, just like having never been. And that's the punishment. And that's the self-imposed punishment. It's not something God wants to put on people. That's people punish themselves and then they blame God. That's, that's the, the game that goes on here on earth. They blame God, or they blame, you know, white supremacists, or they blame Trump supporters, or they blame something. Anybody that's anti-abortion is really awful. If you're pro-abortion, i.e. pro-murder, i.e. pro, you're anti-God, you're anti-Christ. There's no such thing as, you know, uh, people that are uh, reverent to God or, or God's people. God's people do not um, support uh, abortion and they never will. And if you see that people saying they're Christians supporting abortion, they are an abomination and they are not, uh, you know, of God. So it's easy to see. You know, by the fruits you shall know them. So you see that kind of fruit, you go, wow, you can say whatever you want about yourself. You, you got nothing to do with my Jesus. No, I walk with Jesus. I know. I understand. There's a baby that's precious to the Lord. And if that woman can't take care of it, there's someone else who can. You know, sorry that, uh, you know, you didn't get to work in that bar or didn't get to, you know, move up in the corporate ladder. You didn't get to be a rock star. You had to, you know, 
uh, you had to, because of your con- the consequences of your actions, you had to nurture that baby along and then give birth. So sorry. What an inconvenience. You ought to just have that thing ripped out. But I'll tell you one thing. People that have gone through that, a lot of them are not with us anymore. You know, if most people who have a conscience, who've had an abortion, feel guilty. And no amount of, you know, counseling or talk or screaming at uh, white males or whatever it is, is going to help that. The only thing that's going to help that is sincere repentance and apology. The reason that you have a conscience is so that, you know, you don't do things like that. So that stops you from, you know, making, you know, dumb, foolish, um, unthought through uh, moves. You know, and um, so when God said replenish the earth, I don't think he was thinking, you know, uh, that point about the Ten Commandments, you know, adultery and all those things. It was really just, he created men and women to go for it. And make children. Because he wanted to, that was the whole goal, to replenish the earth. That was it. That was, you know, simple operation. Simple reason for creating the world, to replenish, you know, he wanted to replenish, restore, restore the animals, restore the, 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 the beautiful creation. He didn't say, come here and, you know, start chopping up, uh, you know, DNA strands and start, you know, making chimeras or making clones and, you know, starting, you know, and making aliens so you can, you know, so you can have uh, the demons possess something and they can then tell you what to do. I mean, you know, this is, of course, laughable. You just watch, though. I'll make my prediction right now, right here, right now. I predict that a lot of people are going to worship these aliens. Maybe billions of people are going to line up and, and line up for the digital currency, line up, because it, it all involves is an iris scan. But that's right. That, you don't, that, that, that ties you forever. <laughs> and I predict that billions will go for that iris scan because they, they want to get their hands on that universal basic income. But you think they're going to give that to anybody? That's going to be, you'd, you'd have to be like, well, you'd be dead because you would take every jab and every booster and every, everything. And if you, if you rebelled against anything, they would, they would take away your universal basic income, right? Unless you're a good boy or a good girl. And if you're like that, then your life is meaningless and worthless. And God will, he'll, he'll, just, he'll just tear it up. A third of the sea a third of the humanity, and then another third of humanity. You add all that together, you get around 90%. A lot of life, animals, human, you know. It's like this. Look, this end of life is coming. I've seen it. I've been right up at the door of death. Right there. I've been right there. And death is like a... You're not even aware of yourself drifting off when you die. That's how it is. You have no control. You just drift off like drifting off into a dream. And then you don't come back. And you don't know where you went. 
much better to be filled with the Holy Spirit and crying hallelujah and and you know and then and then and then consciously just telling God, please, you know, take me, Lord, take me, take me, Lord. You know, that much better to have some kind of purpose in death than just drifting out. Some but, you know, some people are so sick they they can't do anything but drift. You know what I mean? They're not able to be conscious. And uh you know, it would make sense in, in an ironic sense that hospitals would be filled with sadists who would want to, uh, you know, uh, and death cult members who would want to see people dead. I, I, you know, th- that never surprised me with all the uh, deaths, uh, you know, in the COVID and how, how uh, people were getting, you know, like intubated to death. I can't think of a worse way to go than just jamming oxygen down your throat or, you know, air down your throat. Um, you know, and just, and just, and just blowing your lungs out. I, I can't imagine a more painful, awful death, but if there's quotas to be had, if there's money to be made, they'll do it. But why this focus on death? The focus on death is to take away God's creation. The whole point of which was to replenish the earth. That's the whole point of everything. to make sure that God doesn't get his plan through. So God says, you know, it really doesn't matter because in the end he's going to wrap it all up like a scroll. He's going he's to wrap up the sky. He's going to wrap up the earth. He's going to wrap up the planets. He's going to wrap up all the stars. Yeah, I mean, he's going he's to fold it in, you know, and it's going to be the only game in town is going to be the new Jerusalem. And And if you haven't, you know, if you're not becoming like a tabernacle of the Most High God, then you have blown your purpose. What does it mean to be a tabernacle of the Most High God? Well, it means no separation. It means pure love. It means it need pure power, if you like power. It means anything that is created or, uncre- or not created is, you know, you, you have a, a hand in that. So, um, to me, that's... Uh, that's quite a great, um, a great thing, but you know. But see, the, 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 then sin comes in because I, th- I believe that sin comes in. God allowed sin to come in as a test. I believe that Job is there as a model, as a paradigmatic uh, model for all humans to follow. You know that you get tested on your faith. Will you still stay the course even if it's uncool? Are you going to, you know? Now Peter was forgiven. But see, the key with Peter is he repented. See, that's the key, is that repentance. And um, I'm making a conscious effort to get in the Lord's will at this point. And, um, you know, just just more and more, just, uh, you know, just like there's nothing but the Lord. And I can just tell you that um, when I do that, like right now, I'm not uh I'm not thinking about the future. And I'm not worrying about the past, what I've done or not done or said or not said. I'm not worried about my stats. I'm not looking at any of those things. You know? I'm just simply putting another foot, you know, moving forward doing what God would have me do. So whatever I'm doing, 
you know, I'm going to be doing. I don't have to think in the future about when I'm going to do something. I will just do it. If that, whatever God would have me do, I'm going to do. You know, it must be, I mean, it'd be like a martyr, right? You know, to write at the top of my ability, at the, at the top of my, the, 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 the sharpest I can be and, you know, have that acknowledged. Like, like I used to have people say, gosh, Zeph could have been like another, uh, you know, another big uh, talk show guy had he just, you know, played ball. Well, what does that say about the people that are big talk show guys? I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying, you know, there's this uh, double standard. Right? He could have really been something had he just, you know, it's like, well, if you're really my brother, why would you say some awful thing like that, uh, you know, about me, you know, around me? There is no way I could have been any different than the way I am. My circumstances were such that there was, there was, I'm exactly the way that I, of everything that I've gone through, everything that happened. And, you know, God had a hand in it all, and it made me the man I am right now. This is all, you know, a product of shaping and pain and, you know, painful wisdom and, and you know, betrayal. My life is a life of betrayal, of people betraying me, lying to me. You know, and I, you know, and then, of course, you know, the consequences, you know, of, um, you know, some awful, terrible things that, that, that you know, happen that, you, you know, you, you, you know, the idea was, oh, he'll never suspect us in killing him. He'll never think that we would do that. So you got that, you know, you've got a lot of those things that had to be that's taken a lifetime to, you know, figure out. So. When I, when, when the Lord called me, you know, there, there was no other person I'd rather be, but the very second I hit the church, all they wanted to do was change me into some ungodly, I don't even know what, some kind of creature like them, you know, just, uh, you know, basically, you know, some corporate, you know, slave, some kind of, you know, do the, follow the rule, do this, do that, whatever it is, you know, have this. And and what they don't understand is so they put me in uh, schools and institutions and here and there and jobs and and all kinds of things. But the net result was I w- would be myself. And so the, then I found out later on that breathing is an offense to them. The, you know, existing. My existence offends them. And not just me. I mean, I'm talking for a lot of people that, that, that you know, don't have a voice right now. I, I always say, you know, me or I, I'm, you, I'm speaking in universal truth today. So it's never I, it's we. But I'm making, more, I'm making it more dramatic by saying I because it it's very painful. It's very painful to, to, you know, be born and then be kicked in the head, you know, the rest of your life. You know, it's painful. That's why I have a, a burden for these Pakistani children, you know, that are the untouchables. You know, they have no chance. None, zero, zip, nada, none, 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 none. And Jesus makes a way. So that, you know, that's why I've been consistently with Little Treasure Orphanage that whole time because, you know, they're out there on the street, you know, barefoot, saving souls. 
showing that, you know, people do care. They're not just, you know, untouchable and, and ought to just be shit upon them for every single day of their existence. But that's what the, you know, society wants to do. And then the, the lower minions, you know, the people that go to, you know, the people, the, the, the people that, you know, the, the, the college graduates, they members of fraternities, golf clubs, sororities, yacht clubs, beach clubs, these clubs, those clubs, they're just as bad. And if you tried to join any of those clubs and they saw you breathing, they saw you existing, well, they'd probably let you in to see if they could torture you, but then if they, if they weren't winning right away, they'd kick your ass out. They'll frame you. You know, they'll find a way to get rid of you because they can't exist in a room with you breathing. You can't sit there breathing. You don't need to say a word, folks. You don't need to say any word. You don't need to, you don't need to let them know your mind. You don't need to let them know your soul. You don't need to let them know anything about you. They already know you and they know you and they hate you and they are just you know, super offended that you exist and are breathing, moving your arm. When you say something like, well, I've decided to go out and paint a picture today, that they're going to say, you know, I got, you know, and, you, and not even ask permission or get the consensus. You're just going to go paint a picture, a painting. I can't handle it. Get that fucking thing out of here get it out of here it's not a it's not a him or a her it's an it how'd you like to have that every day of your life you know if i end up dying early you know a little bit of road wear here but that's what god wanted i mean he made it that way there's nothing I can do. I have to accept it. And, you know, I, I do accept it. And I, it is amusing at times, except when I go head-to-head with, a, you know, someone that prides themselves of being a genius. And they keep trying to legally find a way to get me to say, you're right. The world, the world, the only way to go to really make any mark here is to go the world's way and have the approval, you know, of your fellow man so that you can actually accomplish something. That makes sense, dude. Gee, thanks for straightening me out. I really appreciate it. But meanwhile, while you're attempting to conform, why the offense? Why be offended? It's just that you're, you know, even though you're trying to go along with the rule, trying to get along and everything, there's just something about you. You don't have to speak. You don't have to move. You don't have to walk. You don't have to talk. But you're wrecking everything. Every, you see everybody arguing? You see that? And now the coffers have dried up and money's not coming in. You're like this monster. Right, well, maybe you should have a, a ritual about the cremation of care. That way, you wouldn't have a conscience when you're getting rid of people that are uh, following the Lord. Because, you know, um, I was listening to the uh, Sammy Hagar is, is uh, aging pretty well, you know, as a rocker. 
Um, it's it's weird when you see them singing these teenager songs, though, right? You see a seventy-four or five-year-old guy singing a a song that a teenager sing. You know what I mean? I, well, maybe you don't see that, but that's okay. It just it seems embarrassing to me. Anyway, um, but but they're doing the Van Halen thing. There's only one way to rock, you know. This is a you know this is a really interesting observation. There's only one way to rock, but there's only one way to God. You know, there's only one way to rock. That's Satan, and there's only one way to God. You know, so they're doing the opposite. But the opposite proves the uh, the, the the premier truth, which is there's only one way out. God. And there's only one way to rock, i.e. shoot yourself to hell. <laughs> you know, making the term rock synonymous with um, highway to hell or whatever, but that's the rock and roll uh, ethos, if you will. You know, devil horns, real rebellion, I don't care. Cancel my subscription to the resurrection, all that, all that tough talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then nobody wants to be a fool. I don't think Jim Morrison wanted to be a fool. He's even Bob Dylan. I don't think he wanted to be a fool. Some of the coolest cats around, right? But they weren't cool. That's a facade. And in the end, if they went down, I'm, I'm already talking about Dylan like he's dead. Is he dead? He, he's going to die. He's going to die pretty soon if he isn't dead already. I'm, I should mention Sinead O'Connor. You know, had a really amazing voice. Died at 56. What do you want to bet that had to do with the uh, the jab? Mm. You know, you, you got to wonder. I mean, we don't. We're never going to find out. But um, they listed on the obit. You know, the cause of death unknown. Oh yes, cause of LeBron James's kid. Oh, unknown. And if you say it's the jab, you're a racist. And this is what you got to put up with. You got to put up with these stupid morons that are just like, you know, automatons. They're like already programmed to be robots. And they're just, you know, it's just like, go back and watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I I actually, for the social conformity issues that they're, that, that the, the whole thing's an allegory about, really. It's, an, it's an, not really sci-fi, it's an allegory. Most sci-fi, good sci-fi is an allegory. But it's an allegory in the sense of um, that, uh, uh, you, you know, the stressing the fact that anybody that doesn't conform gets pointed at and then attacked. You know, even if they're just standing there doing nothing and no harm to anyone, they deserve to be destroyed. Okay, so that's wrong. And anyone that thinks that is, you know, beyond redemption. If that's what they carry with them to the grave, well, then their entire life, including the life that you see them spending right now, Everything they do is useless. It's like I look at this one guy that's trying to make this case. And maybe one day I'll tell you who that is. And he, he wants to argue with me and argue with me and argue with me. And it's not me that, you know, I said, it's, it, God is the, the, the issue. It's like, why would God make it that if I conform to the Lord, then I can't do anything in the world? Or I have that perception. And I'm like, you know, take up your issue with the Lord. 
You know, don't don't keep you know t- trying to tear me down, get, trying to get me to admit that you know you're really right in the end. There's no way you know I I will keep doing whatever the Lord has me doing. Even if look, I remember when I was writing all this stuff and ghostwriting and get, doing a lot of things that uh, were benefiting other people, but not you know necessarily me. And people told me to stop writing because they couldn't watch anymore because it was so cruel the way I was treated. They said, just stop. Just don't do anything. Just stop. Don't write anymore. It's just going to get rejected. You know, it's just going to get rejected. It's just, it's just stop. And then at the church, it was, well, just stop until you become one of us. And then, you know, we'll set you up with a publisher. Yeah, but the people aren't, I, then I'd be feeding them what they already know, right? They'd be feeding them themselves. They'd be eating themselves. Yeah, because that's familiar. Nobody on earth really wants God. They're never going to give you any pass. Well, what if, what if you just weren't participating in, you know, evil satanic society? You weren't conforming to it, but you didn't know God yet. You were just there, and, well, they would do everything and probably try to kill you as well uh, in order to, uh, you know, punish you for that point of view. Well, then that point of view would be the right point of view, would it not? Because if they want to attack you, an innocent person, that means no one any harm, that's a man of peace, and you would be attacked for existence, then that existence would be of God. Because man wants to kill God. That's why everything that you see is based on that premise. Everything in the Bible, everything in the whole story, everything thousands and thousands of years before that, every, ever since you know, there was this uh, creation of the human, there's been this need to kill, destroy, um, you know, to, to hurt God, to, to retaliate against God. And originally, it was because the fallen angels felt, you know, left out. And they even tried to go back to the throne and beseech God to take them back. And he said no. So they doubled and tripled down on the war against people in order to get to God. Because God is like in the trees. and What are you going to do? But here's people. You know, and God's, you know, likeness and image. You know, definitely in spirit you know, potentially. And so they want to cut that potential off. Because God would be, that that would be the fulfillment of creation, and they can't have that. Because when creation's fulfilled, they won't exist anymore. That's why. It's it's really called self-preservation. Man, I wish I went to church that would talk to me like that. You know, I mean, I know it's harsh, right? Because it's either or. I know it's, it, you know, there's a guy that everybody hates in uh, the UK named Calvin Robinson. And um, and he's very, just really strict on, he's a, like a, you know, you know, you know, you know, fire and brimstone verse by verse. And he's a, he's a, I think an Anglican priest. I'm not quite sure. 
He's got this kind of afro thing going, you know, big hair. And uh, but I always like what he whatever he says when I, whenever I see him. You know, he's like, uh, you know, he'll just he'll just rebuke you on abortion or rebuke you, you know the whole transgender thing. He's, he was just like straight up word of God, straight up word of God. Just go boom, 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 boom. It's and he, he would dismiss anything that just wasn't lined up would just be dismissed out of hand. It's just not, not, you know, people tell me, Hey, Zeph, what do you think about Elon Musk? Uh, you know, give him a chance, whatever. I said, Elon Musk is evil. What, what, what more do you want? He's an evil, you know, bastard. Okay. Period. I, I, you know, it's up to him. I didn't do it. I didn't become Elon. I didn't make his decisions. He made them. I didn't tell him to put on his Baphomet thing, but I'm kind of glad he did because he revealed himself. And how many people out there are giving that a pass now? How many Christians are giving Elon a pass, you know, thinking that, oh, yeah, brother, we're, we're, we're equally yoked. I'm with you, Elon. You're going to make life easier for us on Earth. You know, we can either take the Neuralink or we can take the, uh, you know, the quantum dot. I mean, it's a, it's a, at least we have some choice. Thank you, Elon. It's for free. Thanks, Elon Musk. We're free, Musk. The, the, you basically... To me, he's just a con man. You know, like what they try to accuse Trump of being, that's what he is. And um, he's good at it. You know, he's, you know, let him, let, the world loves shiny objects like Elon Musk. He's just a shiny object. And the world loves people like that. The, well, the world loves people. They're going to throw all kinds of money. He made $22 million on his first deal, which was worthless. And, he, and then he parlayed that into the, you know, the next thing and the next thing and then Tesla and then Starlink and SpaceX and all this stuff. And, you know, the guy just is a money magnet. He's got the Midas touch, you know, he's, 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 he's got, he's, you know, toe to toe with the devil, man. He's, he's the love of money is Elon Musk. And what well, he grew up in a cult, in an occult family. He, did, he was not a rebel. He was not a lamb, and he boosted that into uh, a fortune on earth, and, and he's so visible. He'd be the kind of guy that this guy that wants to argue with me, trying to make me admit certain you know, truths that he thinks are true. And he, he's, so, he's so foolish, he's so stupid that I, God, I, 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 I take the time, and I let myself be abused by this guy. But Elon is the perfect example, you know, that's, it's like, well, then why, if you've agree that, you know, went on earth, you know, went in Rome, and so you're going to be like that so that you can do stuff, uh, what are you going to do? Why didn't you become as rich as Elon? Huh? Are you missing something? Maybe you're not doing it right. Well, Zev, you know, some people think if you work harder... You know that you'll you'll turn it around, and I'm like, you can't trick me with that. You're trying to say that if things are you know being rejected because of your position of having a soul and your position, uh, your spiritual position, then working harder is not going to change the result, all right? And so um, that is uh, that's ridiculous because God is the author of provision you know, and, um, and success. And if you, you know, you follow God, you just look, see, I don't care what happens tomorrow. 
just follow God to the best I can day to day. And that's, that's what I intend to do. And I intend to keep my nose out of like the news. Okay. I gave the alien thing short shrift because it's, it's just, it's just more stupid shit. I, I, you know, an endless pile, but they just eat it up. You should see New Mexico, this witch, um, you know, it's all witchcraft here, right? You know, that's run by witches. It's all, you know, it's called the land of enchantment. What does that tell you? Why am I living here? God put us here in the middle of them. Best place to be, just like if you want to save souls for, for, for Christ, a good place to be is the Las Vegas Strip, you know, or Hollywood Boulevard. Go where the sinners are if you're going to go fishing. Tell them about Jesus. You got to tell them about Jesus. You got to tell them. You got to tell them. You, you got to, you can't just, you know, I remember I went and I got this one little tattoo that, you know, it says Holy Spirit because it was part of the deal for writing Lamb that I had to rely on the Holy Spirit to give me the narrative because I had never done a, a complex novel before. There was a big book that was like, had different sections and it's a very, uh, you know, so I, I really had, so I had a little note there and then I got this tat and I was in there and it was all satanic and, you know, there, you know, people half nude and hanging out and, you know, the typical sort of rock and roll tattoo sort of place. And, um, you know, you know, they're in every city, everywhere, everywhere where there's drugs <laughs> And then I, 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 we started talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, about God. I said something about God, and the guy screams at the top of his lungs. He goes, I don't care. I said, well, you know, I do. You know, and then there's the door. Well, I'd like to finish my tat, please. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's your choice. It's your life. You think yelling at me is going to make any difference. It doesn't. You're yelling. Try, you're not yelling at me, first of all. You're yelling because you don't like that God has a thing on you, that you feel guilty, that you feel that you've, whatever it is that you've done in your life, you, 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 you really, really hate God. And so anything that represents that, any person that represents that, you want to go out and kill him. You want to scream at him. You want to kill him. Anybody that is of God, will be separate from the conformity of the world. And um, they want you to come to the party and party down and get lewd and get to, you know, you know, let your hair down and get, you know, get naked, whatever it is they want to do, but they want something on you, you know, that, that, so they can trust you. They want you to at least show up. And, you know, everything is very social. Uh, you, you know, it's all, about, it's all about social circles and social groups and being in a group and being celebrated. And it's like, I'm sorry, but the Lord will not tolerate that for one second. If you, see, people like me need to rely on God just to exist. Because, I mean, I almost bought the farm last week. If God wasn't there, if he didn't show up and turn things around, I wouldn't be here right now. So I owe my life to God. Once again, once again, he saved me. They pumped me up with all kinds of IVs of you know antibiotics and everything else, but it was, it was God that did the healing because they'd already written me off anyway. 
despite all that. So it, you know, and they couldn't even believe that I recovered. <laughs> I could not believe it. That's God right there. Just got in an almost near, you know, uh, auto accident uh, here, going about 55, 50, 50 miles an hour. And um, a truck is turning left, and he thinks he's got the right of way. He doesn't see me entering into the, uh, uh, you know, entering into the uh, intersection at that speed. And we're going to have a head-on collision, and, you know, we're going to die, okay? And then somehow everything went into slow motion, and I went into a, uh, you might call it a, dri- a controlled drift, to where I, I had to spin the SUV. I have a GMC um, uh, SUV, okay? So it's a, it's a heavy car. I had to spin it around like a dance because he's coming in the intersection and I had to spin. We were nose to nose and then the, I had to swing my back end around and have that carry us in a full 360 to the other sidewalk on the other side of the street and missed him by about an inch. And he was looked at me and I looked at him like he'd seen a ghost. And, you know, we went in a full skid, skid and everything. It was a complete, complete, uh, you know, stunt driving drift. And he looked at me, and he goes, and he looked pale as could be, and he said, uh, some nice driving, man. And he didn't even talk about himself. He just talked about the, how we, we avoided the accident, and Trish was the... He said, fine driving, sir. Fine driving, sir, yes. And he, uh, oh, man, that, but, but see... He admitted that he had screwed up. No, he, he, he didn't have the right of way. So what we did is we... Uh, that was a God thing because when uh, when time when no no when time slows down like that to where it goes into slow motion and I had my faculties but I mean I was like led to what to do in other words not just you know I popped the whole all the wheels you know into a drift and then with a brake but then I jammed the accelerator to to accelerate the drift out of his way. And so my nose and his nose of the truck and my nose uh, kissed each other as I went spinning off and he completed his left turn. Okay. And all kinds of other people that were witnesses, they all pulled over. They watched us. We pulled over into a parking lot and they were all looking to see if we were okay. Well, nothing happened. There was no collision. Everyone was okay. Um. But when time slows down like that, you know, because when there's a smack accident, you don't even see it coming. It's it's boom, done. How'd that happen? You know what I mean? You wake up in the hospital, whatever. In this case, it was uh, intervention. Why did, why was there a near accident then? Well, you know, it's part of the reason that I'm, you know, fairly invisible. I've had to, you know, drop out of social media again just because of stalkers. Unfortunately, and uh, they just watch me. I don't know why they you know, can't leave me alone, but they, they just can't seem to do that. Um, I think it's because they know, like inside, that something's going to happen with me one of these days, you know. It's going to be like a, a release of, 
of God stuff, <laughs> you know, and it says like, you know, what are you going to do? Kill everything? I was like, I'm not here to kill anyone. I'm here to love, not to hate, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the, the warring angels, um, you know, the thing about them is they, uh, they do slay people to save other people. If you could, there was a bunch of innocent people say in a church and they were trying to burn it down, they decided to intervene and everybody trying to burn that church down would be killed. So, you know, and then if God allowed it to happen, then God would allow it to happen, which, you know, a lot of times that happens. Anyway, I'm going to uh, play a you know a song here. I, I, I might have been a little bit too uh, fervent. I guess I have... Um, I just have to find something that's going to, Trish, do me a favor. Yeah. They keep saying this is a hologram. It's a hologram. It's a hologram. You're the imprint of a spirit riding an electrical wave that looks like a human. Get it? Get it? Where can you get it? Outside this biosphere. When the way out is the only way in.
driven to be real But no deal for the unreal Time will tell in the steadiness and all readiness Claim is claim only till When TikTok stops like a freight train on a dime Then truth comes through the chaos and smooths out all the bumps In other words, take a breath And just wait a moment say it in time it sounds to me listening to that back it was so clear all the different parts i thought somebody remixed it or this was another version you know could it be that it just kind of like changes in time or i'm hearing it different or something you know that was just a lot of fun with that sort of uh inspired like horns and stuff <laughs> just you know and, and uh my favorite thing is the line don't let them talk you into a sideways shift becoming less than what you are, which is what we're, uh, you know, kind of talking about today. Today, a sideways shift will kill your ass. Used to be a sideways shift, you could repent. Now, I'm afraid it's permanent. So there's, I, I hate to, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, not taking that one back, not going to walk that back. Nowadays, it's permanent. It's kind of like, God dividing the sheep and the goats and stuff, and you know that I, I, I've seen him. I, like I said, I was in the um, hospital, and they're all, you know, they're all, they just, you know, can't wait to get their hands on it. You know, it's like a big abortion clinic at this point. You know what I mean? A, a death clinic, and um, they're all on the same page. You know, I mean, they're ready to dance. They're dancing in the hall. I could hear them down the hall, 
laughing and tittering and dancing and then being mean to people like uh, me and anyone that would be a, a white male Christian man of God would be targeted, you know, and, and, uh, and um, I just, I got to the point where I just realized I was among enemies, you know, I was not among friends, but you know, God used them to make, you know, to, to put the right medicine in me to make me live. So not that that made me live, but I mean, that plus God, you know, helped get it the job done. And then I got out of there. Now I'm rethinking the whole medical thing. You know, I'm just realizing that they're, they're not there to help that, you know, people like me are persona non grata in in the medical field. And that's because they don't like the idea of God healing anyone. Because, I mean, when I'm in there, I also feel I have a healing influence on the nurses. I have a healing influence on other people. It just radiates out of me. People around me, they say, you know, I, I feel I've, I've gotten a healing out of you. I say, well, I also pray. You know, I don't have to pray in front of you to pray for you. You know what I mean? And then I see a result like you, you know, have a lot of people praying for me when I went through this hospital ordeal. And then, you know, God showed up. But yeah, every covered every one of those prayers, every one, every single one from, you know, from the from the, the crazed house people to the Zeph report people to the, uh, you know, to to uh, other people. I don't get a chance to thank everybody. Some people sent me some advice on uh, certain things and certain cures and stuff, and 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 wish me well and all that. And I just want to say here and now, thank you for that those emails if I haven't been able to get back to you I have not I've had a hard time um seeing the uh text and you know uh, it's been difficult to uh deal with email lately and uh thank you for understanding that when I was in you know when I was really messed up I couldn't even see you know what I mean I couldn't like words were turning around on me and I couldn't write. I was, I was showing Trish, I was trying to type on the computer. I could not type. I could not type. I couldn't write. I couldn't compose any kind of letter or email. And um, now I just have to kind of like, you know, I pick the ones that are, you know, okay, it's you know, the accountant, <laughs> the, the, the doctor. I always get these emails in the chart, you know, my chart. Like, there's a new note in my chart. I go look at it. I'm like, I'm getting so tired of this chart. And I think, you know, eventually I will uh, uh, deal with it. But, you know, back to the, you know, the thing about, you know, do you, you know, qualifying for God? Nobody qualifies for God. You know, when you try to align yourself, you're going to try to straighten up. You know, with me, it's like, you know, I also have the uh, the tongue problem of having a lot of slang and stuff. And, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't think that's very uh, attractive. And I don't think it's right. And I, I, I know that's a flaw. And, uh, you know, there's other flaws as well. You know, having a short temper and not having patience when I should have it. And, um, you know, I guess I can be pretty abusive too. You know, just, just the tongue can really put a lashing out there. And so I really have to watch it. And I, I just, I just, I'm inspired though to be a better man. You know, I'm inspired because the Lord's pulling me along. It's making me, instead of feeling like guilty about it, I feel like, yeah, repenting and just inspired to, you know, try and do better, you know. And, and that's the, the, you know, rather than just be down on yourself. If you don't think there's a God there, you can make progress. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a sinner. I'm no good. You know, I'm just no good. Well, that's not good enough. I repent, Lord, but I'm no good. No, I repent, Lord. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to eradicate this sin or this, this pattern or this thing I'm doing. I see that you've convicted me of it now, and I want to work on it while we, you know, while we can catch it. You know, I see that the, the reason to be a better man is to be closer to you. And I know they sing about you on records, you know, and the records made by Satanists. Like the whole country music industry is run by Satan. <laughs> and all the blues and all the rock and roll and everything, it's all the same producers, you know, whether it's Nashville or L.A. or New York or Chicago or, you know, Mobile, Alabama or, or you know, or, or Miami. It's the same people. The same people. And, I'm, you know... I see a lot of these, you know, young people now, you know, playing Led Zeppelin. And it's like, dude, dude, forget it. Just try to make some kind of music that's, you know, original. You know, and I, we don't have that long to be, uh, you know, even functioning here before the plug gets pulled. Try to make, you know, try to... Right, if you do something... Look, when we would play original material in clubs... People wouldn't like it. The club owner hated it. You know? So we had to then follow up with ZZ Top and all that. You know, So they would be dancing and buying beer and getting drunk. And that's the nature of the beast. So what? That's so all, to that I say, so what? So what? I don't care. You know? And um, I'm just going to trust God and keep going forward with what he's giving me to do. And they say, well, you know, the, 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 the movie, the only place you can fit in the movie thing is like over with the Angel Studios or over on that, you know, Christian films and all that. And I said, well, we'll do what, we, what we're led to do and to the best of our ability. And, you know, and I, I realize there's a two-tiered justice system and we're not being treated, you know, as fairly as probably, you know, we should be. But you know what? It doesn't matter because God put us there. So it's all going to work out. No, don't get me wrong. We're not being treated bad at all. You know, we're, we're, we've made quite a lot of headway, but we have, uh, the United States is not one of our strong suits. Let's <laughs> put, put it mildly. And um, the people here are just not, they're just not, I hate to put it this way, but I, I just sense they're just not, they're not intelligent. Okay, I hate to put it that way, but, you know, it makes me sound arrogant, but I'm not, seriously, I'm not being arrogant. I'm trying to be clinical here. They're not uh, educated or they don't know what to look for. If here's a better way of putting it. They don't know how to read a film or to read or music or any of it. This music that is going on TikTok, all these guys playing the same riff, these drum-offs with all the drummers, you know. I mean, I saw one guy that could play the heaviest metal in the world, you, you know, uh, 64 notes, 64th notes, I mean, stuff like that, one-handed, and to the point where every, every metal drummer that ever encountered this guy and saw him, uh, I forget his name now, he's, some, I don't know, he's like, like, it seems like a Romanian guy or something, I don't know, he's like, you know, maybe from Eastern Europe or something, but anyway, the whole point is, is that he blows everybody away by a factor of maybe 100 to 1 
against. Every famous metal, every famous great drummer, Steve Smith of Journey, you know, guys like uh, uh, Vinnie Collada, he blows them away, completely away. With one hand. <laughs> With one hand. And go, here, the real secret is the triple beater. So he's got like, he's got like, um, what does he have? He's got three beaters. So he can get that 64th note thing going with the, the bass and, and then he coordinates with the snare. He doesn't need another hand. He's drinking, you know, he's drinking pop or he's drinking, uh, you know, coffee. And then he's making videos for TikTok. I mean, it was mildly amusing after, but after a while, it's like, um, yeah, there's always somebody who's going to be, I guess the, 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 all the drummers and all the bands and the corns and the, you know, they're all fading now. The, the, the Foo Fighters, the System of a Downs, the, uh, the, the, the industrial metal guys, the, you know, the Rob Zombies and the, you know, the, the, the sort of Hollywood contingent of Alice Cooper and all this other stuff. They're all fading out into nothingness. As I, and I knew they would. Um, you know, there's the fans out there, but the fans have this idea. You know, I'll just say something about the fans. They need to grow up. This is not, you know, their, their you know, mom's basement and uh, <laughs> smoking weed and, and, and uh, you, you know, uh, you know, you're arguing over uh, you know, these riffs or you're trying to get your own band. There's a lot of these kids that are just like, they're, they're imitating the music of art. It's like there's not been any music since our day, since, since the Led Zeppelins and the, and the Jimi Hendrixes and all that. And all the new players coming up, they all play those songs. And I, I think it's, it's extraordinary. It's a sociological uh, conundrum as to why they go back to that. And it's because that was when it was happening. And it's been dead ever since. And they're trying to kind of revive it, you know? So even when they go back a few years to the metal of the 90s or the 2000s or the Metallicas or whatever... It doesn't stick. What sticks is when they do the old stuff. And it's just really, it, it, you know, and then they got these, now these baby drummers and, and guitar players, you know, coming up that, that can barely even sit on the, on the drum throne and they're playing like better than John Bonham, you know? And I'm, I like to say, yep, you know, no matter how good you think you are, there's always somebody. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, I think, you know, I heard... Uh, some wisdom out of a, out of one Robert De Niro, which I know you say, you know, the, yeah, the guy that wants to punch Trump in the face. He said something really, really wise, just like I like, to, when I hear a wise thing, I'd like to share it with you. I don't have the clip with me. Uh, you can find it. But he's telling people about success. And he's saying that, um, you know, when things start going good in your life, you know, and, and he's been a successful entrepreneur, restaurateur, as well as actor and producer and director and, you know, the director of the Tribeca film thing and, you know, just lots of stuff. But, you know, also hotels. He's got hotels. I don't think you know that about him, but he's a like a mega entrepreneur. But he says, you know, when things start going really well in your life and you got these good things in your life, it says that's that's the that's not the time to celebrate, not the time to boast, not the time to show off. That's the time to be very, very cautious and just, you know, keep your wits about you. And this is this is really it's a biblical truth, actually. And um, 
to, uh, you know, and, and to cautiously move forward and not make a, uh, not, you know, you can't just swing for the fence every day, you know, make good decisions. He said, because, you know, I've seen him come and I've seen him go, he said. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, and I've seen him go a lot more, you know, meaning that somebody made it, another guy made it, whatever, and then they lost it all. And it goes back to the love of money. And when I say love of money, I mean obsession with money, focus on money, needing money. I want more money, 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 money. With that focus on money, um, that's a good way to get, you know, to make a stupid risk, take a stupid risk, make a dumb decision, and then lose it. And we've heard about this over and over again. But when you keep your mind, you know, got good things in your life and you don't, what he said, let me go back to De Niro now. What he said was, you've got good things in your life, good. You know, be grateful for what you've got. And don't be like, you know, coveting the next thing or the next thing or needing the next rung on the ladder of success and the next thing. He says, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, because he said, that's a good way to, to, to blow it. And he's seen a lot of people go that way and fall. And he said, look, we're all expendable. You, you know, you, you start getting cocky and you start making decisions and, uh, you know, it turns out to be, you know, hubris and pride goeth before a fall and all that stuff. Love of money is the root of all evil. And before you know it, you, you know, you're, 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 there, there's a lot of people that were very wealthy earlier in life, famous people that, that, you know, became impoverished because of the love of money. So the the key, I think, is is no matter where you are. And that goes for people that, that you know you need more. You know you need to, to make things work. You know that you're asking for help. But just so it doesn't get in the way of God, you know what I mean? It's, so it's like you just give it to God and do your best and do what you've got you know, in front of you to do and stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about climbing any ladder. Stop worrying about getting up to the next level. Stop, stop saying things like that. Just do the next thing. Cautiously. Do the next thing. Um, like if you, if you had a hit record, you know, do the next record cautiously. Don't just go, oh, here's my chance to go wild, finally. You know, I get to, you know, let my hair down and do, do crazy or whatever. You know, whatever. I, I don't know what it would be, but, you know. Oh, shoot, I can afford to buy a recording studio now. You know, how much is it? Is 30 million? No problem. I'll just pay cash, you know. <laughs> Pretty soon it's for sale. You know, that sort of thing. And, and you know, trying to caution people about, um, you know, also people that don't have a lot, you know, to not, you know, and then let, let, let now Zeff chimes in. People that don't have a lot, you know, the thing you don't want to do is start coveting what the other guy has or thinking about it, or wanting to have it for yourself because that right there will block the next step up. You know, uh, focusing on money rather than God's purpose in your life will block the next step up. So we know focusing on money because we're told it's a biblical principle. Focus of mo- on money is love of money. Love of money is focus on money. So you're always worrying about it. So, so say you're worrying about it all the time. How are we going to get through this? How are we going to get through that? Well, it, people that worry about it all the time never have it. 
It's just a principle. And so sometimes you have to like put your mind to where you're just not going to go there, either worrying, i.e. lack of faith, or coveting, i.e. jealousy. Both of those will get you in the uh, doghouse of God. I mean, both of you, you know, just from a karmic point of view, anyone that, that, you know, these are principles of the Bible, but they're not strictly for God people or not. It's for everybody. Focus on, um, you know, so that's why I put the, uh, you know, that's why I started with the, the Rick Rubin thing when people are, making a record or whatever, and you know, to not worry about whether you're going to make it or not, not worry about whether it's going to get on the Billboard 100, not worry about uh, anything. Just you know, take the opportunity to do what you can, hope for the best, and if it's just something you share with your friends, that's fine. You know, it, it, there's nothing you could do about it anyway, and obsessing on it will cause a world of hurt. You know, and bitterness. And I, I mean, I have to do, I have to consciously do these, you know, when I find myself, um, you know, realizing that a lot of the things I've released in the United States, you know, they may be accepted elsewhere, but not in my own country type of thing. Um, I, I have to just be grateful for that other country. See what I mean? I've got to f- get my mind away from that and on to God and just say, okay, Lord, you've given me this and I'm grateful for that and let's move on and stop thinking about that. You know, and that's, that's, you know, just like what I've done, just what I did just right now, anyone can do. Take my focus off whatever, being treated, say unfairly, and get it on to gratitude. You know, um, lambs have a particularly Job, a Jobian battle because most lambs of God are just born that way and are supposed to be the prophets and the seers and the, and the uh, teachers, right, the healers. God distributed all of us on the planet to to help, but uh, nobody wants that help. As as we like to say, the stone of the corner was rejected. Jesus was rejected, so you're rejected. And sometimes that gets under our skin. So what does the Lord say? He says, you know, rejoice in that persecution. And when they reject you, and when they make false statements about you, when they put you down, just realize that that's, that's, you know, you're doing something right. If you were getting a pass by them and they were just all zoom, zoom and everything is uh, groovy and they don't have any criticism of you or whatever, uh, the devil's giving you a pass, you may not be over the target. You know, one of the goals I have is to um, be way more open about Jesus in social situations. Just forget about you, right? Overcome the fear of rejection, the fear of blowing the deal. You know, hey, I'm, so I'm doing this in my novel. You know, I'm a man of God. You know, that's, that's just the way it is. Now, some people think a man of God can participate in things of the world just so much, enough so they could be accepted so they could go up the ladder. And that is false. God, if you're a man of God, God has to provide for you. You can't, you can't, you're not, you put yourself in the position that he puts you in and you're, you're technically you're providing, but he's making it work because technically you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have provision. None. 
we should all be homeless. Technically, we should all be homeless, but God put us in different stations and different situations. It's up to him. So it's like, well, then I'm not going to worry about it. And if I could just get our minds to that point, we could be free. If we could just get to that point, just a little ways down the road to where nothing matters but God and he's got me in the perfect position. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And uh, I'm grateful for the healing, grateful for whatever, instead of, um, you know, the idea of uh, they persecuted me and look, I wound up in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. And they're still, you know, oh, no, the, well, the Lord told me to get off social media. That, that was that was a Lord. That was a God thing. You hear that still small voice? <laughs> you better pay attention because it means something's coming around the pike. Going to get you. So God's looking out for us, you know, trying to, you know, so it's, 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 it's that double-edged sword. It's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really just like, you, you know, it's the, it's the snail on the razor blade. You know what I mean? It says, you know, you're, you're just so close to falling any direction you look with God, you know, and then being, you know, re- reverting to a stupid human. You're so close to that all the time, but we need our supernatural gifts, to actually survive this, to make it through, because you have trouble on all sides, come, you know, and, and they're coming at you. I, I've gone through a lot of things where they're targeting me, they're coming at me, and then, then for some strange supernatural thing happens, and they just lose their focus and just go and just scatter. This has happened over and over again. Thank you, Lord. You know, so it's like, so are we going to stop worrying now? You know. Yes, Lord, I'm going to stop worrying now if they're, you know, but uh, sometimes you wake me up and you go, hey, uh, son, this is the real deal. They're, they're, you know, this is an attack. Okay, I'll just put myself, I, one time I had to put myself in the Lord's hands and start buttering up my attackers and tell them how wonderful they were and all this other stuff. And they weren't even my words. It was like the Holy Spirit. God was just using my mouth to talk to them. But anyway, that kind of talk, that buttering them up, backed them off. They were, they didn't know what to do. They, they, they needed me to be defensive and, and frightened. And I was just buttering them up and saying how much I appreciated them and all that stuff. And then I slipped out of that. Uh, it was a prayer meeting designed to, um, to kidnap me, actually. <laughs> now, it's hard to... No, the people believe it now. But unless you're really savvy as to how the world works, you probably wouldn't believe it. Then if you really do know how the world works, you'll, just, you'll, you'll hear me say that and then kind of like look the other way like, I didn't hear that. You know, like, you know, you know, try to pretend that, you know, it made no impact. But when I see people do that and they turn their head like they they didn't hear it, you know what I mean? They, they have that kind of reaction. Um, you know, hey, they were they were going to they were setting me up. And there's just like there's oh, really? What happened? No, there's just this kind of avoidance and a look the other way Then I know that that's that's a scumbag. That's a that's a that's a dirty Satanist right there. Filthy. Well, they're filthy because they're unrepentant. You know, they don't care. They just, you know, they just dive into one sin after another. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no end. There's no end. And it's funny how when you don't have God as your conscience, you know, the Holy Spirit to convict you, you always think you're right. <laughs> you always, you just, I'm always right. 
when the truth is can can be a solid thing, but also multivariant, you know, where there's different points of view onto the same truth, and then different different things to consider. It's just not an easy easy thing to do, you know. Even though the truth is singular, it can also be uh, you know multidimensional in the sense that it cuts through all this uh, all these layers of experience. And um, I would just say that um, if I didn't put my attention back on the Lord, I'd be in real trouble. I would be, you know, I've had trouble in my life with depression and, you know, just being really, you know, devastated by all the events that have happened and all the things going on. The only way I can actually function is to get my mind back on the Lord and get to get the, uh, and just say, okay, Father, where where would you have me now? Where do we go from here? And he's telling me now, okay, warn them, warn them, warn them. Store up. You got to get ready. You got to get some beans and rice and rice and beans, right? And water, different things. First aid, whatever it is that you think you might need. Um... You know, I don't know how far, I really don't know what the alien invasion entails. So far, it's it's real cheesy. You know what I mean? It's like something that is like, like Disney 1957 or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's embarrassing. Just as Klaus Schwab is a clown and an embarrassment. Bill Gates is a total embarrassment. But they have power, you know? See what I mean? They're a formidable enemy because they have so much money and power. And uh, so we have to respect that. We have to hand them up. We can't go fight them. We have to hand them over to the Lord. We just hand Bill Gates over to you, Lord. We hand over Klaus Schwab. We hand all of them over to you, Lord. All of NASA, Elon Musk, all of them. Every one of them, the media, we hand it all over to you, Lord. Because there is no way we can fight it. Because the fight is on many different fronts. Now, people can wake up to what's going on, you know. They can understand that these uh, aliens are not, you know, biological beings made by the creator from some distant planet they can that's a good place to start to, to understand that you know that it's not uh, the narrative that they're going to come out with is going to be false like right now they got these couple of you know heckle and jekyll up there you know talking a bunch of shit to congress about nothing but you can see they're setting the stage right they're setting the stage for what we all knew was going to be this sort of holographic assault. Holograms, right? The holographic assault on us. And um, so the aliens are, are now the, the, the aliens are now the mRNA, uh, you know, vaccine, right? If you don't believe in them, in their narrative, then, you know, you're a white supremacist or whatever they want to call you, whatever, the, whatever thing they want to make up right now. And, um, you know... You're going to see people, if the people go along with it, you, at some point, you have to call it. At some point, you have to understand they're stupid. And if they're stupid, they're not to be, you know, listened to, abided in, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form. If there's a way you can talk to them about Jesus and, you know, wake them up out of their stupor, fine. But, you know, it's... It's going to be that rare occasion that that it has. I don't say don't try, you know. Don't don't make up your your mind about them. You don't know what's in their heart yet. But I'm just saying, in 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 general, 
um, you know, they've, 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 they're, they're, you know, they're present and accounted for in Satan's little army of dumb shit. Like, I just call them dumbfounded dumb shits that just conform to anything they're to, to a ham sandwich. I mean, they're just like, they're just going to conform to anything that they're, 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 they're given. You know, it's like, okay, the next thing is you got to wear this in your head. Fine, I'll wear that on my head. I got to wear that on my wrist. Okay, fine. I'm going to have to wear that mask. Okay, fine. But put the mask on because that's what other people are doing. I got to do it myself. Well, what's the purpose of that mask? Well, I got to keep the uh, disease, but it won't protect you against mRNA, uh, against, uh, you know, the, uh, the COVID or viruses or anything like that. It's, it's really, that's not really the purpose of that mask. I don't care. You're an evil guy. You should be, you didn't get the jab. You should be put on a prison island or something. Yeah, but you're the one that's dangerous because you're the one that's shedding spike proteins and I'm the one that's uh, pure blood. All right, let's talk about pure blood. Yes. I'm trying to cover everything today. Pure blood. All right? The pure bloods uh, prove themselves loyal to God. Prove themselves intelligent. Prove themselves that, that they're not under the influence of Satan and Satan's, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, social conformity and all that. Because that, see, I know people have taken the jab and that's just been, you know, they've just, uh, they've, they've, uh, they've conformed so much in their life to be able to uh, have standing in society that they just reflexively, you know, took the jab. Because that's what you do, you know, on the way to the uh, buffet at the country club. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, that, that's where the, 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 they want that position. That's their choice, though. I don't judge that. People are, you know, people are weak. They're going to make their decision. But if they do want uh, to ascend, <laughs> I put it that way, um, you, you know, nothing about society is worthy of your soul. There is nothing on earth worth giving up your soul for except for God. That's the only, that's the only place. That's, that's, you fit with him because he made you. He loves you. He's, it's, there's a, a perfect relationship there, and uh, he's not done with you yet. So, I mean, that's where to go. Uh, but people say he's invisible. How do I know what he's saying? Well, you've got to develop that sense a lot of times, you, 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 you know, it's a little small voice. You think you're hearing, and, and you've got to bring it to, to, to vocal. You've got to bring it. You've got to speak it into existence. You know, turn that corner left, or there's something waiting for you. And, okay. You know, the, the way that God took over the car, so I, didn't, so I did an actual, you know, a spin 360 around an oncoming truck. Just, I wish someone had that on video. Hey, you know what? The traffic camera may have that on video. But that, that uh, needs to be acknowledged that God did that. That's not, that's not, I don't have that skill. I'm not a stunt driver. I'm certainly not a drift driver. And there's no way that uh, with my, you know, plus I was just, you know, I couldn't even really was walking with a cane. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm just so... I mean, so it's like, okay, Lord, so you, you want me around because we're going to be, you know, something big is coming. And so, yeah, the enemy tried to take you out, but, you know, once again failed. I don't know how many attempts they've made. 
a lot. But once again, they failed. That's the thing. Why? Because God intervened. So I'll just rely on that. Sure, I'm going to take that for granted because when I take that for granted, I don't worry. And uh, the thing is, they, they could, well, they might write a bad thing about you. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to go forward. If God wants me here, you know, doing this film or doing that project and, you know, some reviewer wants to, to take issue with something, I don't care. You know, I don't care because, see, I already know that uh, what path I'm on and who I serve. I already know where, where it has to go. I already know that, that, that I've already had, you know, years of bad reviews, for example, of people, you know, claiming I'm a Satanist or a CIA asset or all these dumb, yeah, again, you know, the dumbfounded dipshit response from only can come from someone really stupid or someone really so entrenched in the church system they, they're not allowed to have their own mind, you know. Most of them are just mindless drones anyway in these churches. They're, they have no mind. That's why they go to church because they, they need to fill their mind up with something so they go there to have it filled. You know, they, they don't think. They just do. They just do what they're expected to do to be a member of society. Going to church is still acceptable. I'm, I'm surprised they're still doing that. Now, one day Elijah's going to overturn all the churches. You know, it's going to throw the pastors out. Elijah's going to come before the end. It's going to be Elijah, and then the cleansing of the churches. You know, the the uh, judgment begins in the house of God. Never heard that. Yep, the cleansing. Let the temple be cleansed. Begins in the house of God before it goes everywhere else. And then comes all the, you know, the wrath and the people and frightened and they're running this way and they're running, they're, they're like lemmings running off the cliff. And then, you know, then after that, you know, Babylon falls and, and the world is missing like, you know, almost 90% of the people gone. Where it looks like, wait, they've won. Nope, it was all part of God's plan that's the return of Christ. Comes with a, with a sword. You know, comes as the word of God. With a vesture dipped in blood. You're coming for serious now. To slay the wicked. And to restore the, um, you know, the people that uh, were unfairly slain. As the blood cries up from the ground. And to restore them to justice. And for a time, to have the earth actually run as it was supposed to in the first place. With Satan, you know, the dragon, you know, the beast, firmly, you know, tied down into the, uh, somewhere into the bottomless pit. And, um, you know, this is all imagery that's very rich, but I mean, it signifies one thing, that there will be justice, but there will be a, you know, probably most people will be killed before that. People say, well, God will spare us. I'm like, when you read the book of Revelation and you read through the seals and then through the judgments and the vials and the bowls of wrath and all that stuff and you finally add it all up, it doesn't look like God is, uh, you know, sparing people. I, I hate to say it, but uh, I, don't, I, think it's, I think at that point you have to think, well, how can I die a good death? This is what I was thinking the other day. I need to die a good death. Well, the way to die a good death is to just dedicate yourself to the Lord. Just try to really, you know, get aligned with, with Scripture. You know, get to where you, 
that little voice inside you can't just keep criticizing you and you know calling you names and you know berating you for you know falling short here or falling short there so that you get off of that negativity and just keep on this positive path and you know you're not perfect so you know you're going to be repenting off and you know you're going to keep keep honing in on that goal which is to be aligned with the most high through Jesus Christ our lord and that that will sustain that will sustain us that will feed us that will heal us that will deliver us in the end to the promised land that was promised and will be delivered you know uh after this whole story is over it doesn't mean though that there won't be death and destruction it doesn't mean that babylon won't if babylon falls you know what happens you don't have any industry you don't have any amazon.com you don't have anything it's over and you know and some something's fake because well an alien invasion that to me represents uh you know the opening of the bottomless pit right and it's like you know and, and and when that happens you think these trucks are going to run on time or will we start getting orders from the government the main et says you all need to stop eating meat right now or they're going to destroy this planet you know and um so you know do you remember the series v Remember that, where they, there were like lizard beings, lizard humanoids that came to occupy the city and then they were recruiting people and they were like Nazis, like brown shirts, you know, and it was all about social conformity. It's another, yeah, it was another worthy, you know, there was the old Series V that was on back in the 70s and then they remade it and both are pretty good. I guess the original is the best. Well, yes. Very well done. Uh, another allegory. Thank you. Why do we have these allegories? Because God is trying to teach us something and using the writers. and you know, These are writers and producers who are probably Satanists, you know, probably totally conformed and, you know, robotoid and everything else. But God can use them, too, in position of power to create something that will cause people to question society. I mean, the reason I had written Society so many years ago was because I had been so maligned with it and with psychiatrists and their institutions and, you know, all this stuff, um, you know, lack of, you know, you know, freedom, any opportunity, you know, being a, a, an outcast. And there's no way back. There's no way to, like, you know, uh, get a, you know, have a life, go to school, get a job, nothing. You're just, you're just... Uh, a freak. You, you eventually you work that stuff out, but I mean, there's no way that you know you're going to return back to your friends in high school and say, "Oh, hey, I, everything's cool now. I'm not crazy." It's like, no, you weren't crazy in the first place. You just saw what was going on and you reacted, and they said you were crazy, so they put you there. So these are not your friends; these are your enemies. Understand? Your family is your enemy. Your father is your enemy. Your friend, your colleague, if he's preaching a different gospel, uh, let him be accursed. That's what Jesus said. If, if, if they bring a different gospel, let him be accursed. 
You know, if you bring the gospel of the world, may that man be accursed. If they try to make a case for the world saying, money, 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 let that man be accursed. Jesus is more important than money. Jesus is more important than any individual desire. But in Christ, I can tell you one thing, there is health, there is peace, and there is provision. So, you know, it's not like, you know, the Lord says, you know, so clearly in Sermon on the Mount, look at the lilies of the field. Look, look at these birds. They're not storing up in uh, barns and stuff, and they're not, you know, toiling and toiling. And, and look, they're taken care of. Now, how much more would, would uh, the Father take care of you? And what father, uh, you know, if he was asked for, for bread, would give his son a stone? No one. Why would, why would our Lord do that? But again, he's misunderstood. He's misunderstood because there are certain parameters, you know, that you just, there's just so much reap what you sow going on. And we are so disobedient that we have to make room for reaping what we've sown. You know, getting people hurt. David got people killed for lying. It's 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 uh you know it's it's it, it's unfortunate because David was a man of God's own heart. But uh, when it came down to reaping what he sown, and you know having everybody and the brothers all after him, and they all wanted to take over the kingdom, and you know eventually uh, you know it finally passed to Solomon, who you know who was enamored with the occult, and so that it all got, uh, you know, ruined that way. But, you know, there's always dangers. You know, reap what you sow. Solomon reaped what he sown. David reaped what he had sown. Almost perfect, not quite. Not getting to the promised land. Reap what you sown. Where did you fall short on the way? Well, let's correct that. So it's never really about uh, the result, Oh, look at the trophy on the wall. You know what I mean? It's never, because whenever I see a trophy, I don't have any on the wall. I've had trophies in the past, but I don't have any. Don't know where they went. I think I threw them in the garbage. Um, but if I see one, I, I just see some cankered thing, something that's like, you know, uh, you know, left in the dust, in the dustbin of history. You know, mattering nothing, signifying nothing. Nothing. And that's um, what our whole society is, nothing. You know, when I was young and I was writing society, I wanted, to, I wanted to burn, you know, burn Beverly Hills to the ground along with everything else, you know, of elite society, you know, and, and fantasies of, you know, and, and that really, why, why am I so mad at them? It's because when I wrote it, I, I didn't, remember exactly what they had done to me, you know, and, and then someone tried to remind me, and then I went back into denial. It was another 10 or 15 years before I finally acknowledged that what was in society was really true. And that kind of comes out in our documentary like that, but it's, you have to, you hear it from me, it's, it's a little different because I, you know, it's a, I was going to say as I went into denial afterwards so that I could participate in the movie making, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, be around and try to have a normal life, I guess, you know? Write another screenplay, you know, do something. 
And, um, man, I kind of got by, you know, I'm not sure exactly how, but, you know, like I said, another 10 or 15 years, I'm not exactly sure now what year, but close to like 1999. So that would be, let's see, uh, you know, 17 years, I don't know, 1999-ish around in there that I finally, God reached me and he grabbed me, you know, when I was like at the end of my wits and, you know, I was dying from drugs and I was just dying from everything trying to, you know, get through, you know, dying from you know, my own friends in my own house betraying me and, uh, you know, set, trying to set me up for something which I felt was very dangerous. And I finally acknowledged that, you know, I finally, my eyes were finally popped open from the denial. It took that long. And I never said that really in the documentary. I never, you know, I mean, we didn't have time really, but, you know, that's, I hope that I can say that to any interviewer, that to really integrate my personality. In fact, you know, probably my personalities of, Woody Keith and Zeph didn't really integrate until the documentary itself was done. That's the first time those two names appear together. So it's been a long... <laughs> I know. I kept not wanting to think my mother was capable of what she was doing. You know, I, I, it all went back to that. That really was the block. And, you know, plus the, the psychiatrist and everything made it like, there is no such thing as, you know, satanic ritual and all that thing you said that happened at the house and all this stuff. It never happened, you know. And um, and until I admitted that it didn't and, and I really believed it, they wouldn't let me out. So I went a long time, you know, kind of testing people. Like, you know anything about this, you know? And when I wrote the screenplay, I was checking when we'd have a reading, I, I was checking, you know, Brian and every other people around the room and what they thought of it, you know, and, and you know, if, if if they were going to make a a statement about it, say something about it, and, and they didn't. They all acted like it was perfectly normal. So I thought, well, then there's nothing to it, and I was just, then I was sick, that's all. But I wasn't sick. I was completely rational. And they were sick. And the shrink goes, I see. They're all crazy and you're normal. Exactly. Well, um, if you ever expect to get out of here, you'll change your tune, I suppose. I, d I don't want to get out of here. I, I like being isolated. I, I don't understand what this is. How, how does something like this happen? This, you know... Well, hold on to your, your, your hats because we're about to go into this world, you know, to the, uh, you know, millionth power of insanity. And that's why we're up at this hour and we hope to, uh, you know, go into like some kind of, I guess this is time for training. This is time to, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're training up and, and. It's it it's funny, you know. It's it's like I used to think we'll drop everything and serve God. Now I think God has us exactly where He wants us, doing exactly what He wants us to do. So He wants us out there among them, among them. And I think the reason why 
is because I think a lot of them are, you know, they they want the Lord, but they just feel they don't want to be politically incorrect or be or, or lose income because of it. So I think the Lord's trying to, you know, do a work with us and show people that you don't have to be a slave and kill yourself and destroy your soul just to make a uh, substandard wage and get a, an attaboy every, uh, you know, four months. Huh? No, you're like, you could be a lion right now. You can be a lion. You can, you can identify with the Lion of Judah right now with the mighty Jesus right now. Even everybody mocking him. Oh, yeah, the mighty Quinn, the mighty Jesus, the mighty, yeah. And you go, well, in Jesus' name, boom. And it happens. And pretty soon people start doing miracles, usually in poor countries first. God hasn't forgotten about the meek. No, America's got a lot to answer for. And so I would say, get your rice, get your bean, get your medical supplies, get your, you know, just be, be, be ready. Because when you start talking alien invasion, that means someone's about to pull the, the plug on the lights, you know, turn the lights out. Oh, the forecast. And then, then we'll wrap it up. The forecast for the country from NOAA is... In the Southwest, uh, no monsoons, none. They were canceled. You're going to burn, baby, burn. And the temperatures are going to be just like they've been. Right now, I go out on the pavement. Used to be, uh, you know, when we get toward August, you go outside and eat a sweater this time of year. During the day, it gets hot. Nope, it's hot right now. It's going to remain hot all the way through the year. And with drought everywhere, except the East Coast, up in, up in uh, the Northeast Coast. Because it's El Nino, baby. El Nino. And uh, so we'll have substandards. We've been through this before, El Nino. Um, bad time. I wondered, you know, where the monsoons were. And, um, you know, we... I, Usually this time of year, they, they come in. But, uh, you know, it's so hard to live without water. Uh, and you can't help thinking if they got weather modification machines working this deal. But Noah's already, you know, Noah may be like NASA, you know. And, and they're just, you know, in cahoots, you know, say, oh, there'll be drought forever and you're all going to die. But anyway, so we've got that. And the, the, the other thing to look out for is this. Um, the real danger right now, and I don't mean to spread any you know fear porn or anything like that, you know, because uh, when, if you feel afraid, you need to get on your knees and repent now. There's no room for fear here. You, you, the fearful are going to be slain. The fearful will be marched off the plane. And I know we all have to check ourselves. I've got a couple things I'm fearful of. I need to rebuke that. I need to move on. I need to get beyond it. All right. That's it's get to do with medication. <laughs> I've been threatened if I don't take it, I'll die. You know, and I don't like people talking to me that way. I think God has a different plan. But here's the thing: they have planned to kill us all, and they've stepped up their plans now. 
to where they're having the, uh, you know, the scheduled alien. They had to wait till people wouldn't just start laughing at the alien invasion. And now they're bringing it in little by little. But, you know, usually what that, what that means, I mean, I think what that means in this case is it's an excuse for, you know, cutting the power, you know, for you know, getting people to comply, putting people on food lines, you know, the, you, you, you know, right? You know, Emergency Powers Act, the aliens. And uh, don't think they won't do it over flimsy, where people are laughing at the whole alien idea, where, like, you see an alien, they trot one of these uh, chimeras out. You know, um, you know what I wonder? I wonder, what, whatever happened to all those Marines we had that are, like, uh, vets and stuff, the, the, you know, the, the guys that were, like, the uh, gunnery sergeants that were, like, expert snipers, <laughs> you know? Uh, boy, they sure come in handy now. You know, when, when they roll out the alien, you know what I mean? These things are going to be right out of the lab, out of, you know, the under, underground. They're coming right out of the, uh, you know, they're under Colorado. They're under, um, you know, Utah. They're under um, Maryland, you know, under the CIA building. They got, like, cities underground. And, you know, the aliens are just, like, t- totally ready, ready to, to start marching, you know. And they don't care whether they get killed or not, you know, because it's just, like, they're not. It's they're not a being. To to they have no soul. There's no. There's no, right. They're soulless. They're they're they're. They have very powerful, um, you know, computing abilities mentally. Some are way in advance because they're from a different civilization. A different. Um, they're ancient. You know, they're old, but that doesn't make them any more real. That just go back and look at Genesis six. I understand all these things are made and they're all made up and they're all, you know, whatever. And it's just, if, if, if people could just not take it seriously, I mean, you know, take it seriously, but, but, uh, you, you know, understand that there's a scam going on and, you know, try to call them on it before they, they get this thing ramped up to where they kill us all, because that's, you know, I'm sure the next thing in their agenda is to get rid of us. Unless we stand up and we, we, we start understanding that uh, they've had these things and they make creatures. They've got all kinds of creatures. All kinds of Frankenstein monsters. All kinds of clones. All kinds of monstrosities. You know, and they've been harvesting the DNA of children all this time and the blood of children. Oh, God. You almost think that the entire universe is hell and that we need to escape from it. You know, when you think about the existence, and why the hell are these people in charge? They're too dumb to tie their shoelaces. Why can't we just get, you know, control of this situation? That's what I want to know. Why can't we take control of this situation? The power of the Almighty sound mind, you know, uh, intelligence. They're like the, you know, the dumb shits that go to the, you know, the, to the gladiator fights. Remember, you know, they, they, and, uh, you know, Russell Crowe, the gladiators, you know, slaying them. And then, you know, they, they get off on it. They're just, they're dumb. They're, you know, they're just, it's about the belly and the libido. Not the spirit. They're just satisfying that fleshy nothing. And they are nothing. 
And all these little peasants walking around starving to death while these elites are gorging themselves while watching some guy slay animals and humans in the arena. You know, because I mean that, you know, in the satanic rituals, you know, they're always, you know, they, they all get excited when they put someone to death. Sometimes they, they all participate in eating the carcass. It's just... I guess I don't have any patience with people that, like, worship the earth and stuff. Okay, well, that'll be about it. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't I worship dirt and, you know, who think that... Uh, somehow, if they do something with things of the earth, they can make a better situation for themselves through, you know, twisted magic or whatever. Those people that, you know, anyone that's tried that on me... It's all reversed on them now in this last year. Everything is reversed back to them, and they know who they are. Well, what I mean by reversed is that, you know, God has put them in, in his crosshairs. And good luck getting anything, you know, good luck in any, you know, it looks like it's downhill from here. <laughs> But I'm not, I'm not hoping or wishing for anything negative. I'm just trying to say, please don't attack us. So we mean you no harm. Please stop attacking our people. Okay, I'm glad with the right song, Abomination. And I'll see you next time. Oh, my baby.